I thought I was over him, but... Well, you know, when you break up, how you say things you don't mean? Well, he says the mean things you don't mean, but he means them. Real love, consuming, can't live without each other love. Welcome to Unboyfriendable. Um, It is the show that instead of giving relationship advice, we talk about why we're bad at relationships because that's just a hell of a lot more relatable. Um, Today's episode is one that I am super, super excited about. Um, It is all about situationships. And I brought a, I guess, a self proclaimed expert on the subject in oh for sure <laughs> um <laughs> my good friend uh shola anatiri um she's a content creator you may know her as now let's get going um she's also a philly restaurant and beer industry veteran my personal culinary muse we can get to that in the <laughs> end when she's gonna give out all of her plugs um and Probably one of the few people I've met on my journey who truly understands me on a deep, deep cosmic level. Welcome. Hey, (laughs) I am so psyched to be doing this. And just so, God, I'm like, I love being called an expert at something that is like inherently a failed attempt. So like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited about it. Like uh, of all of of all things to be an expert on, like what a gem, what a gem, truly. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those those who can't do teach things, I guess. Yes, it's very uh, it's very PE teacher. <laughs> like, it's very like I have the tube socks on. I'm also teaching sex ed- education, even though I shouldn't. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just love I felt very validated on the topic of this episode because while I was doing a little bit of research because um, admittedly this is actually one I don't have a ton of personal experience with which we'll also get into later but my favorite things about this topic is that I started googling it and one of the first things that came up was how long do situationships last? So That's so funny. Big F <laughs> in the chat to all of the people searching oh, for that. Hopefully. I really I really feel <laughs> that like if you were to type that into Google like completely mm-hmm. wrong, it the answer would still come up because people are clearly like drunk <laughs> like googling that. <laughs> They're drunk Googling, like, what's happening? I think no matter how you spelt it, you something would have came up. Yeah. I just, like, do people expect a, like, six weeks? <laughs> like a, like a I definitive think this answer. Is, I think this is, like, a clear-cut, like, um, Reddit advice, like, subreddit about, like, relationship advice. Like, I think that's what a person is truly, hopefully, finding their way to of, like, you know, like 26 year old female, he's like a 32 year old male. Like we really like each other, but like, what do I do? And it's like a bunch of people on Reddit being like, get your life together. Or like dump him. <laughs> it's funny that you brought up the 26, 32. Cause I feel like the, I, the, there's nothing scientific to back this up. This is a hundred percent anecdotal, but I feel like that mid twenties, early thirties dynamic is like always oh, toxic. Oh, honey. <laughs> 
a mess. <laughs> a mess. It's a mess. It's a it's a disaster. Because you're oh boy, I feel like I feel like I should have a um like a like a chalkboard for like like football plays where I'm like so this girl is 26 and she's just leaving her like party phase and she's like maybe I should get married soon and think about that this guy uh maybe just moved out on his own who knows like (laughs) make the play here don't make the play there like there's so many reasons why that that is a trap they always own like a box spring and a mattress never a bed frame a really nice tv for some reason Always. And then a saute pan. <laughs> the saute pan. Oh, I mean, that that is insinuating that they know how to cook. I guess that's true. <laughs> yeah. And, and he would be invited to have a meal with them that wasn't like in a takeout container. <laughs> Their mom gave it to them. Oh, pobrecito. <laughs> like, what a mess. <laughs> What a mess. Oh, my God. So now that we've kind of, like, set the stage, um, I, like I said, I don't have a ton of experience with this just because of my personality. So I did a little bit of research. Um, and I do love and hate how Internet words kind of become real things. Uh, yeah. We have a somewhat scholarly definition of this from NBC News, which to me is very, how do you do fellow kids? Yes. Um, I read about it on Newsweek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's less than a relationship, more than a casual encounter or booty call. A situationship refers to a romantic relationship that is and remains undefined. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's fair. I definitely think that's fair. I also think that a situationship like is indicative of a of a amount of time spent that is just like longer than like your normal hookup. Like there's like a it, there's like a time frame where it's just like it entered situationship at like month t- like two and a half to three. You know, where it's just like, okay, like, this is a very long time for, like, a hookup. Like, this is a very long, like, span of time for a hookup. So I think that's the only part that that is missing. Is that mm-hmm. I think the, to- the like, length of a, like, casual, undefined hookup, I think is, like, a, a real thing that describes situationships. <laughs> mm, yeah, whereas, like, a hookup might sort of naturally dissolve situationships kind of keep- yeah. Would you there say definitely, sorry, there are definitely people that I'm like, OK, that was just like a, you know, and then there are people who are like, no, that was I was really playing myself for like four to five months here. Mm. Would you say it's maybe not linear like a regular relationship would be? It's just sort of all over the place, like a lot of ups and downs, a lot of back and forths. Oh, my God. Absolutely. It is like it is. uh like I it's such a because it's not it's certainly not circular it's just like this like blob of like a few steps forward and then like a few and then like 10 steps back Mm. and then like weird confession that you think is four steps forward but is actually just where you started (laughs) so it's like a board game where like you like sometimes you mess up so you have to go back that's what it is (laughs) 
Yeah. Okay. I get that. Maybe I have experienced something <laughs> like that then. Um, uh, the same NBC article uh, had a quote from Saba Haruni Lori, a licensed marriage and family therapist that puts it this way. Culturally, our expectations of relationships has changed. People are getting married later in life and many people are eager to explore relationships in a less structured way without pressure to commit as they prioritize self-knowledge and developing as individuals. I love how that's written. Yeah. But of course for me, and I really want to hear your take on this. It kind of begs the question, could this not be solved if people just like talked to each other? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is yes. Yeah, but as I did a little more research, and I have to say, as a Virgo, I hate this. Um, It said that sometimes this nebulous, indefinable situation could actually be a good thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to agree with that. Have you had a like a net positive situationship? I have, but here's the thing. So there is, like, if we were going to put it in, like, different buckets, I think that the sort of the the positive outcome situationship is one, this is, like, this is very chaotic, <laughs> but is one that has a set deadline. And that set deadline mm. for me was I was leaving for, like, a six-month trip. So I was, like, peace out right like uh, like like we would do this for a few months so now i'm you know see ya like i'm not gonna be in your respective city or state for a while um so that's like a clear and like that person knew that i was leaving Mm -hmm. i knew i was leaving and it was like a clear boundary which is like i think ultimately what situationships lack is boundaries of like how you expect to be treated how you expect to be treated in the future like what this means like the the hairy part of situationships is that there's no boundaries so i put one i mean for me personally because you know i'm 2020 has been a journey of me like understanding the boundaries that i need to put in place like in my life all over like not just romantically but professionally personally spiritually all of it um, but the having the boundary of like a deadline just made me feel so much better. <laughs> and like, I love a deadline. I would always say that like, I, you know, I was a per- person for a very long time who preferred situationships. Um, and I didn't want anything that was like really concrete because I was just like so determined to like be a career woman, like still obviously determined to be a career woman, but, um, yeah so uh having that boundary of like time i think is a way that you can sort of leave you know happy and not feeling like you've wasted a bunch of time i i can agree with that um i guess kind of getting into the boundaries a little bit did you have any boundary aside from time like was there exclusivity was there any sort of expectation girl none (laughs) (laughs) 
this is a this is a safe space this is a brave space and I can like clearly I mean obviously like I wasn't I wasn't like pursuing like full-on like dirtbag like like, terrible people you know so like that is like I'm very fortunate in that I, I mean there were a few that really went belly up in a in a bad way but like as people they weren't bad people so like mm-hmm. you know nothing bad was happening but i was making little to no demands of something in an attempt to like i don't know sort of live out the quote from that marriage counts like therapist that you read earlier like i was trying to like do that like no expectations this is a podcast so people won't be able to see what i'm doing with my hands but i'm like <laughs> I'm doing like interpretive dance with my hands here, but I was like, you know, like no expectations. Like, uh, you know, what's my dharma? What's my path? Like I can, you know, people get married late in life, blah, blah, blah. Right. So like I wasn't setting any demands or any expectations or any boundaries. Um, I did for the best of my ability, try to be stingy with my time because that's something that like I like, uh, that's something that is a value to me. So like ever, I wasn't like, oh, every time they wanted to hang out, like, you know, let me run with my like sleepover bag. Like I wasn't doing that. But um, sometimes I'd be like, no, I can't. But other than that, no, no, no other boundaries. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel would like not recommend. <laughs> I feel like um, in a lot of especially like cis hetero relationships, there's always this like not understood but expected dynamic in a situation like this that the male is going to be the fuck boy and the woman is going to be the one getting attached but i don't think that's necessarily always the case do you feel like those implications have ever maybe gotten you into trouble um i like to think that I rise to the occasion of being a fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> like that energy, that energy will be matched. <laughs> that was, that's old me. That's old me. Yeah, I'm, I'm a new person. <laughs> like, I don't think that way. But like earlier in like my like dating life, I would, I would definitely match that energy. Um, and be like, okay, you don't like super care about me. I don't super care about you. Mm-hmm. If the relationship is like super casual, um, I will let that ride like I don't necessarily like need to be emotionally attached to somebody to like hang out with them Mm -hmm. like in this sort of context so you know I definitely do think it's that way and also I found that because I've sort of I have that in my mind like I am not unless I feel drawn to talk about like the status of a relationship I don't really do that Mm. and there's this myth that it's like, all right, fellas, you're 30 now, so every woman you meet wants to marry you. And I'm quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has in the past freaked out some men that I were that I was like dating or in a situation with because they didn't understand why I wasn't like pestering them about. I don't even want to say pestering them because that's not really like I should have been. <laughs> I should have been like saying something or at least like or I I, sh- I should have 
been like you know packing my stuff and going to be honest like Mm -hmm. which like you know but yeah that I mean there is a dynamic that men expect and I think it's it surprises them that that's not actually how it goes and then they get in their heads about it and then the whole thing sort of dissolves because it's like not every not every situationship is like a beautiful emotional journey or like a or a Shakespearean tragedy like it sometimes it's like it is what it is but I don't really I don't really look at situationships that way I feel like situationships also sort of like have a little bit more of like an emotional connection Mm-hmm. because it's just like two people who feel or one person feels a type of way or two people feel a type of way and they just won't talk about it because they're afraid of vulnerability or like the basis of truth okay i i think that that's good um do you think that there's a lot of people who may be in a situationship and don't know it oh my god how <laughs> wild of a question i truly feel that that is like all of you know that is true like bruce willis and the success <laughs> like you just don't know you're dead like <laughs> that's what it oh, oh my god yeah. how what a disaster that's truly like somebody like looking at you and being like you didn't know you were dead all along you're like ah like and then you just start screaming <laughs> also i guess this is like a uh spoiler alert for anyone yeah who i mean seen. i mean you had what if what if you had like 30 years to watch this film my goodness like oh my imagine someone like spoiling like, hey, spoiler alert like my dude um uh, um i found but this- i mean maybe <laughs> i i found this uh very very boomer very vague article um nine signs you're in a situationship um and i kind of want to get your thoughts on these points yes (laughs) it's from women's health which is oh my god yes women's health i bump through with the (laughs) with the practical (laughs) advice come through i don't know who they're like trying like oh but it's um so the the like uh i guess like the sub subline of it is it's not the same as friends with benefits dot dot (laughs) look i you know what i love about articles like this like it's always some phd or it's always some like person who has who's been to school for like a decade who are commenting on like women's health articles about if it's a situationship like what a use of your degree not a bad use but just like who would have thought, like, when you were writing your dissertation that you would get the women's health plug? Like, yeah. incredible. Yeah, I guess it's the kind of research that actually does impact people's lives. Yes. <laughs> the most important kind of research. Okay, so the first point, you only make short-term or last-minute plans. True. What does this look like in practice? In practice? Oh, my God. In practice, it is a series of, like, what can only be described as like anemic text messages of like, hey, hey, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? How's your day going? Okay. And then just like at least eight hours of radio silence. And then what are you doing later? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, oh, let's meet up at that same place that we always go to. Okay. And that's it. It's like, (laughs) it's really terrible. Like, 
last minute plans or like, meet me here. Okay, I'll meet you there. And it's just, there's no weight to it. Cause like, God forbid you openly say you want to hang out with somebody that you've been like God forbid <laughs> seeing for like months. Yeah. So God forbid you, you admit to that the feeling, the vulnerability of just admitting to wanting to see each other. Yeah. So, I mean, I take it you're definitely not meeting the family. Um, oh, no. Are you going away on a like weekend trip together or is that also like a no? I have done that once with somebody I was like in a situationship <laughs> with like proper situationship um and it was like kind of like a day trip and it was kind of it was weird that we were doing it but like we like we spent a lot of time that sometimes situationships can like it can hit a point where it's like okay what is the decision that's going to be made here mm. and so i like there's been a few that i've had that were just like oh we're just we're just pre- we're just playing house. That's how I would call it. Like, mm, so sometimes okay. you do like a whole, I mean, arguably in the de- defense of women's health, which I am now willing to die for women's health, shout out to women's health. Mm-hmm. It was a short term plan. <laughs> like it was, the, <laughs> it was like the day before he's like, Hey, you want to go to the beach? I'm like, yeah, I'm not working. Let's go to the beach. And it was that it was not like, Hey, like, I know you have that work project and, um, you know, like Karen at the office is like annoying you. So like, let's plan for two weeks from now to go to Cape Cod. It was not that it was mm-hmm. like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's your first clue. If you're wondering, yeah. um, if you don't know, if you don't know, if you're in a situation, God bless, <laughs> then you might be, God bless you. You might be, uh, which I guess is a good time to bring up point number two. There's no consistency. I maybe maybe one might say the only consistency is inconsistency. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I definitely think that there are some. Depending on the length of time that you've been like, you know. Wasting time. <laughs> um, there can be consistency. Like, I do think that I've been in situationships where, like, I know every, I know on Thursday at 4.45, I'm going to te- get a text message asking about, like, what am I, what am I doing for the weekend? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, there, there can be consistencies. I think every, I think my most stressful situationships are the ones without, that did not have consistency. Where it's, like, one week I would see him like two times that week and then I wouldn't see him again for like another month and which begs the question like was that a situation ship who knows you know yeah (laughs) who knows in which case I I should have I should have but we were like I wouldn't see him for a month but like still be talking um I should have found this women's health article and and really figured my shit out. (laughs) I should have found this like a year ago when I was seeing this person who was like, the more I go through these, I'm like, wow, I used to see this person like twice a month. I'd get a text like twice a day. Meanwhile, I was like, my boyfriend, my boyfriend. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I feel like that is so, I love that energy because I'm like, I, you know, all those memes that are just like, you know, like whispering to your, like, like to the person you've been talking to, like, Hey, like, is this serious? Like while a priest is in front of you and you're getting married, like that is me. 
I need a signed contract. I literally need like a certificate. I need like a marriage certificate to know. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know though. It's interesting. It's really throwing me for a loop because I am the kind of person who is almost to a fault straightforward. Like I really, I don't like to leave anything unsaid. So I would always be like, this is how I feel about you. And he'd be like, respect but I need some space. And now I'm like, wow. (laughs) I was like the long pause after respect. I was like, my heart stopped. I was like, what? Yeah. It wasn't, I guess it wasn't like I need some space. It was like, I want to take this slow. So I guess there's like some implication that it's long-term, but lo and behold, it was not. I mean, I want to take this slow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No, there were red flags like all throughout that, that I just, I pretend I did not see them. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, like rose-colored glasses, you know, all red flags or flags, that whole thing. Um, yeah, I definitely, I, I want to say that I, I tend to be more mysterious. <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I won't say anything unprompted for the sake of like mystery. But it's very French. That is, very it, in I right mean, now. Oh, I don't know. Like, that's also just no way to live. <laughs> I think that the, really... the right answer is somewhere between the two. Somewhere between. I'm not like, oh, my God, like, here are all my thoughts. Because I'm just like, I am not I uh, Scorpio moon and rising. Also Nigerian. Like, I am not like going to. <laughs> I mean, I will give you an opinion and it'll be intense, but only if prompted. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely he was a Scorpio. Uh, yeah, that's that. I that's that respect and also vague answer. I <laughs> I know I know that I know that one two step. Okay, I've done that one two step. Oh. I am that one two step. <laughs> I actually sort of feel like we could have written this article because the next point <laughs> is they always have the same vague excuse (laughs) oh boy oh my god some of these excuses i need to hit the gym if i hit a man up if i hit a man up and the excuse for why he couldn't see me is i need to hit the gym girl yeah my the way that my head would spin around like the exorcist so here's the thing about me that i'm like actively you know, journaling through, working through, therapying through, is that like, they're, like, I, I mean, we all hate rejection, right? Oh, yeah. Rejection is something that like, we are all, (laughs) like, fear of failure, rejection, like, that's something that we're all pushing through, we're all avoiding it, because we have this notion that rejection is a reflection of of us, somebody Mm -hmm. rejecting us is like, reflective of who we are as people and our and our inherent value um so that's truly what i believe and you're more prone to believe that if you have like certain attachment styles and all that kind of thing all those kinds of things so um so like rejection can be very scary and it can really throw you into like a tailspin and so that's what would happen to me and i'd be like well what are you doing that like you can't hang out with me and if it's a if it's an excuse if i got an excuse like I, well, I've gotten excuses like, oh, I'm just like really like blah, blah, blah. I'm really this. I'm really that. That are just like vague excuses like this. Shout out to women's health again. <laughs> um, 
it would just send be it would just send me off and sometimes sometimes it would mean like okay you clearly to me it'd be like okay you're clearly just like not interested yeah and so i would like pull i would just pull the plug on certain things but like the older you get and the more like emotional connections you make you like you keep trying because you're like okay maybe i'm not being understanding enough like i'm not being understanding enough and like maybe you do need to hit the gym (laughs) (laughs) literally never say no one should ever say that to anybody but like maybe you do need to hit the gym maybe you are tired maybe you are working maybe you are traveling but and you're you just decide to be accepting of these excuses instead of like sort of reading the full room and being like, okay, this is the second time you've given an excuse like this. Mm-hmm. And like, I should really just like say something or get going yeah, or, or do both. Um, say something and get going. So yeah. Let them know it's not yeah. working in, in this article. It does say that, uh, the work's busy. I need to hit the gym. I'm traveling in a situationship. Those are the excuses. And then in a relationship, it sort of opens an opportunity to let someone know that you're busy, but still allow space for them. So something like let's celebrate when my presentation is over on Thursday. Want to go for a run. Ugh, that sounds awful. Oh, gross. <laughs> literally yeah never ask me yeah. to go on a run <laughs> yeah that's like a whole different problem and i'll call you from the road so i guess it kind of comes down to the same idea of like making it a priority making space for it including them in your routine instead of having them be like on the side yes i have a thing now um you know from failed attempts that if you're going to reschedule you need to reschedule with plans mm-hmm you can't just do the, oh, like, I'm sorry, I'm busy. Okay, you're busy and mm-hmm. when do you want to see me next? Yeah. You either you know? want to or you don't. Yeah. And and that's fine. I mean, and to be honest, like I needed to tell myself, like, it's fine that this person doesn't want to see you again. Like, that's fine. That is not, like, that is not a reflection on me and, like, who I am. And it's so, I mean, I, I don't know if it's like, it's always been this way, but like the fear of rejection and failure and, and vulnerability is just like, boy, it's something that like we as millennials just like hold onto until like, you know, our knuckles bleed. Like it's okay that something doesn't work out. I know that we come from like, you know, success, 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 metrics, like solutions all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be the the person you are on social media or the person you want to be on social media or whatever it is. Um, you have to be successful. You must. Right. But it's like it's OK that if you're not, it's OK if something doesn't work out. It's not like it can be happening to you and not be about you. Yeah. You know, so I at the risk of maybe sounding too much like a like a pick me here. Um, I want to maybe speak to like the other persona, um, Uh which is for myself and people like me, I feel like it might not even be the fear of rejection. It's almost more of an anticipation. Um, I think it is probably for people who are very type A, people who maybe have more of like an anxious attachment style, um, people who've just been really burned in the past. You feel the need to put everything out there right away so that you can 
kind of find out early if it's worth your time or not. Obviously, this doesn't always work. Actually, it never (laughs) works. But I feel like for my own mental health, it's when I when I start getting that like deferring the sorry gotta hit the gym that's when i'm (laughs) especially when it's like someone who clearly doesn't go to the gym uh (laughs) i don't think who would i don't think any of you know the the um pandora's box of like musicians and writers (laughs) and comedians that i've dated would ever use the excuse i'm gonna hit the gym i love the overlap in ours except mine would also include podcasters yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's always like a combination. It's like podcaster slash comedian or like podcaster oh slash musician. It's, or it's sla- terrible. Yeah, slash musician slash DJ. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah, I have a, I have a list of, of, of men that you should never you should never attempt relationships with. Never. <laughs> when COVID's over, we better not see any of you meeting men at Tiger Beats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Once again, this is a podcast that I just did the sign of the cross. Um, Some hyper-regional discourse here. (laughs) Hyper-regional. Oh, my God. I forgot about Tiger Beats. That's how long we've been inside. Yeah. That's how much the world has changed. Um, But, no, I'm I'm kidding. Like, I'm I'm mostly kidding. But... (laughs) There's a little bit of truth to it. I'll admit that. There's a little bit of truth. But, yeah, I think, like, overloading the, like, the top of the conversation with, like, Here's everything. Here's how, like, putting the cards on the table in a way, like, I, I mean, I, I understand that strategy, though. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that a, a subtext that we need to address here is that just because someone's in a situationship with you instead of committing, it doesn't mean they don't care about you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I know that. I know that sort of from my end and from, you know, their end. And I, I'm definitely, I'm way more understanding and I'm way more, um, I'm just like way more understanding of both sides. Was was I, you know, dating some dude who pulled some really shysty stuff? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. But I don't like, I don't really see them well one would beg the question like one would ask the question did I even really see them in the first place like who Mm -hmm. they were as a person and not just like the small source of drama that they were like providing me or or the the distraction or the escapism that they were providing um the like the fantasy of playing house because I girl I play house I play house so well like I will it's fun it feels it's good. so much fun like honestly like I can be like I can be on like a fourth date with a guy and already have a mug at his house and already have like a designated mug you know what I mean <laughs> that like every time I'm over he'll pull out the same mug for me and Love be like that. oh this is your mug or like oh this is your sweater like this is always like you know like oh this is the blanket you always use and I love I love that I love making that little like like that little space for myself but with little to no strings because 
up until recently that really scared me <laughs> like that was a very like scary step to do yeah uh, but yeah no I mean you know and definitely not to sound like a pick me either <laughs> uh, which I don't think anybody would accuse me of ever but yeah I mean you the older you get the more you realize that like yeah I mean people people mess up people should have said should say things when they should and or should not say things you know when they should and it doesn't mean they don't care about you and they don't like that they're evil. I think I was definitely, definitely one to villainize a lot of men that I dated. Oh, yeah. And I think like, that it's I think it's natural. And I think it's also like when my last relationship, I got I got dumped pretty unceremoniously, admittedly. But my friends were really quick to be like, fuck that dude. He's terrible. He was terrible for you. And I feel like in the long run, it made my recovery a lot longer because it was easy to be angry and be like, okay, I'm over him. But then you sort of realize like, no, it was probably the best for both of us because this person recognized that he couldn't be in a relationship and just, you know, did what was right for him because you can't really be someone's person if you can't even be there for yourself and I think that we're so quick to be like he was terrible for you he was a terrible person and it just breeds this animosity and it creates this I don't know it, it just it makes you question yourself too because then you're like how could I have been with such a monster and it's just not good for anyone absolutely yeah I couldn't agree more I definitely like, I also think that villainizing somebody is giving them more of your power. Mm. And it's just like you're building this epic antagonist in your mind so that you can be a protagonist that you can't even live up to. Mm -hmm. And or you, you know, you get lost in like the throes of like, I'm, you know, Aries son. Aries Venus. So like I get lost in the throes of like of like being revenge hot and like like you know, having that movie moment of like, you're going to regret ever leaving me, right? Like, which is so petty and gross and stupid. And, um, but you know, it's, it's, that makes you up as a whole person. So you have like, as a protagonist, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't feel this petty or I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this or I shouldn't still care about this person who was so terrible to me. Like, when do I, and it, it you're giving them more of your power and and you're relinquishing you're relinquishing you're not necessarily like giving it but you're you're certainly like relinquishing it and you're gonna take more time to heal because you're not seeing that you're still seeing this person in a light that they do not actually exist in and it's not the same as a pedestal um but it's certainly it's certainly like an alter ego you're thrusting on somebody and yeah i I saw this quote a few days ago. Of course, it was like a little bit corny. It was one of those Instagram infographics that everyone loves <laughs> these days. But it was just like, I can't be responsible for the version of me that you've made up in your mind. And I think that could go for positive and for negative. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I am definitely guilty of that. Like, there are definitely, you know people that I've dated that or like situationship or whatever that I'm like do I actually know this person mm -hmm. do I actually know this person 
like who who are they really do I like and sometimes you know being in a situationship gives you that that few months time to like like I said play house and 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 live a role and live a life with this person you know (laughs) between the hours of like 1 15 a.m and like 6 a.m um (laughs) where you like you, you you know you are this you are you do feel super like confident and sexy and smart and witty and charming um and you have like the fairy dust all over it and like and you see them as that counterpart that's like you know the same thing and you you're absolutely disregarding uh they're not confident they're their lives a mess like they're like you're you're putting blinders on to all the other signs to exist in that like in that moment of what you want it to be when it's not there at all. Mm. And then you, and you break up and you're just like, wait a minute. He didn't have a bed frame. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. That jaw, that mattress, like that jaw was on the floor. Like, what was I even thinking? How was I so like in love and like, not in love. I mean, <laughs> but like, how was I so like enthralled by this person who like, actually has none of the qualities that I'm even looking for if this was going to be a relationship. Yeah, I my my fatal flaw is that I am also like a very ambitious woman. Um mm-hmm. and I go for the dude who lives with his parents. Oh girl. Oh girl, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> That's a whole other. That's a part two. Boy, is that a part two? That is just like the, the, like in like spiritualism, it's like called like the shadow work you have to do. And oh, honey, my shadow work is like (laughs) was like, why are you always going for like the party guy? Like why? Like why is that your type? Yeah, the the rational part of my brain does not work when it's time for me to select a mate. <laughs> it just doesn't. Like it does she not. clocks out. She cl- she's like, it's five o'clock. I am clocking out. Good luck on your own. <laughs> Good luck with yeah. your own devices. It's it's like my, it's like a boxing ring, and in one side it's my brain, and then on the other side it's my heart and my vagina. And <laughs> <laughs> look, I I I get it. <clears throat> But like I get it, but I also will make every excuse to stay or like up until recently, make up until like all the excuses to stay exactly where I am, where I know it's not where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And that's, you know, not great, but you will continue to until you figure out what's at the root of things, you will continue to be in the same situations. Ships. Ha, got him. <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Bringing it all back around. But yeah, it, until you until you figure out what is at the root of something, you will just continue to be in the same cycle. And like, if anything, like I said, like I'm very motivated by like the fear of failure and, and rejection. If anything, that is a failure that I should have been most concerned about mm. is that like continual cycle of like meet a new person, go really quickly, like go way too fast. Um, and then just like plateau for months and then like 
end some somehow like that and then and then recover for like six to eight months and then find another person and do the same thing like that cycle is a cycle that should be more scary than like sitting someone down you know you know at the beginning of the second month of dating and be like what's up how how you feeling like what (laughs) or 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 just leaving just leaving like (laughs) yeah I feel like it's more it's it's very I feel like in a moment culturally like transcending everything like from relationships to friendships to just like problems in our society it's just so much easier and almost more acceptable to treat the symptoms than to get to that that root like you were saying yeah and this is absolutely no exception absolutely no exception I mean it's I mean I was I was truly at the beginning of the year I saw this quote I don't even know where I saw I was probably one of the like astrology people I follow on Twitter um and the quote was old keys can't open new doors mm. and for some reason that really stuck with me and that was just like every astrology person tarot person every message i was getting was old keys cannot open new doors i was like what does that mean because i had done like prior to that i had done so much healing i had done so much healing from like a situationship gone really bad Mm -hmm. um i thought that it was going to be entering into an actual relationship i thought i was like i'd finally <laughs> i finally swam through the current and i was gonna get on the other side and cheated it was the like, system oh lord i thought i really i thought and i like i had seen the growth with this person and like it started out one way and then it and it was and it was heading another direction but um it, it did not work out and i'd done a lot of healing from that just to put myself in another situation that was similar if not worse Mm. and then I was like what the fuck (laughs) for lack of any other words I was like I was I was asking myself that I was asking the universe like literally what the fuck what am I what is this what am I doing and what I was doing was just trying to do it again I was going right back into the waters with with no swimming lessons no gear no goggles I like I took I was using I was trying to get to a new door, which is like something healthy and stable and like not just like the not just the crazy night at Tiger Beats. Right. (laughs) I was trying to do like I was trying to be I was trying to do more, but I was I was trying to open that new door with an old key of all the other like, you know, (laughs) situationships past (laughs) to try to get to something real. And that's not that doesn't work. It doesn't work. You gotta like. You gotta do. You gotta. You gotta work on yourself. You gotta do stuff. You know. This is something I've actually thought about a lot before. Um, because sometimes I think we we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in that kind of situation where we're like, "Wow, I should have known better." But I feel like almost subconsciously we feel safer if we already know how it's going to end when we get into it. Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. 100%. And I do this thing where I make up my mind about a person without 
asking them for anything. <clears throat> so I see, I get a, uh, sorry, can't, ha- can't hang out, gotta hit the gym text. And I'm like, okay, this person clearly just like doesn't want anything serious, so I shouldn't ask them for it. Mm-hmm. Like their actions are showing me that they don't want anything serious, so like I'm not gonna ask for it. And then that, and then I disregard any other sign that indicates that maybe they maybe they are looking for something serious mm. with me but i like get it into my mind of like i associate certain actions and patterns with like who that person is so like why okay like why am i gonna ask you for something that i don't think you have it almost right? becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and it a hundred percent becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. and it's like no even if you don't know if they have it you don't think they have it open up your mouth and ask <laughs> like say something like that's and that's you know I'm like I'm my my inner dialogue is like is um is way kinder now but like you know like still ask like I can you can always negotiate yeah and like I that's going back to boundaries like if you're not comfortable setting boundaries you're not comfortable negotiating mm. so yeah but yeah you I or I don't know. I definitely, in a way, that's why I think situationships um, sort of are placeholders in a way. Mm. Okay. Because it's like you're either you're either running away from something, which could very well be the work that you need to do for yourself um, to like be a better person, or you're waiting for something better to show up. Mm. Like you're either yeah. waiting or running. And so it's like you got to figure out which one it is and then pick one (laughs) yeah I guess yeah um I like the way that that sort of flows into this next one which uh honestly I think buries the lead (laughs) a lot um it's you mostly small and dirty talk um sure you know where the person lives and works and maybe a few general deets (laughs) yes (laughs) Yes, women tell the deets. Uh, like where <laughs> the four one one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, where they grew up, or if they're a cat or dog person. Let's be real. You're more comfortable than, or you're more comfortable dirty talking than talking about your fears, insecurities, or lessons from past relationships. And to me, this like doesn't really drive the point home into like below the fold here where it says without trust there's no vulnerability without vulnerability there's no emotional closeness and I think this raises a very important question vulnerability is just difficult like whether you're in a situation like even with friends it's hard yeah. so what do you think would be the difference between the lack of vulnerability from someone who is like, say maybe just a bit tentative versus the lack of vulnerability from someone who just doesn't want it. Boy. Uh, I mean, they, the crazy thing about that is that, or the, the difficult thing about that is that it's hard to tell like which, which is which on that. Mm. There are, I've, I don't, oh boy, vulnerability is so difficult because I've, I'm, I've been disconnected from it for so long mm-hmm. or um, I've been disconnected to, like, I don't like, <laughs> I that it's the definition of vulnerability, but I don't like being vulnerable around others. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like, I'm, that's something I'm very uncomfortable with. Um, and I do think that that's an energy you can sort of give off. 
Um, but I also think that in my mind, at least that energy that I give off makes it harder for somebody to push through it. Mm. So it all depends on like your willingness to push through. And that's fully dependent on where you see the, like the situationship going. If you're like, oh, well, you know, this is casual and we've, and we told each other that, so I'm not going to push through certain walls and certain vulnerability and get to like I'm not going to make you I mean you can't make anybody be vulnerable but like I'm not going to attempt it if I'm not if I'm not seeing like something at the end of this road yeah so because it's a lot of pain to go through it is yeah yeah like, vulnerable like oh I'm like don't oh my god no like I <laughs> That's how I feel vulnerable, like being vulnerable, like in front of a of a partner, like gross. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really do it. I'm I'm way more likely to like be the person that somebody else is vulnerable around than being vulnerable myself. Yeah, I used to be an open book, and then I think just as life happens, it kind of knocks you down a peg at least in my case and then in my last relationship I feel like I might have given him the last bit of vulnerability that I could conjure up and I'm in the same boat now I'm just kind of like well I don't have a desire to be vulnerable and I guess maybe the right person will maybe change that but it's I don't know I think for a lot of people um myself included it's almost like okay so I grew up in a very evangelical lifestyle and we were always taught that men give love to get sex and women give sex to get love and it's very fucked up but Mm. from that I have always felt like vulnerability even if it's not something I'm comfortable with is a necessity to having a fulfilling union with someone and I think that I don't know I'm maybe too quick to give it away uh so yeah I I mean I think that vulnerability so I had a similar you know whole metaphor with the keys like I thought that the key that I wasn't you know in possession of that I needed to open the new door was that I needed to be more vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? And then I needed to be more accepting and I needed to be more vulnerable. Here's the thing. Everybody is not worthy of your vulnerability. Oh, definitely not. Like everybody is not. So it's just like, oh, like, and I see this a lot. Like, you know, I have a lot of friends that I talk about. Like I love sort of deep diving into this sort of thing. So that are just like, yeah, on the... I really like this guy on a third date. I told him all about my trauma. I'm like, why did you do that? Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, why did you do that? He, like, you don't know this person. You don't know if this is somebody who's going to be like a proper custodian of your vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And like, so I definitely think, and like people are like, okay, then like, but how do you know? And I'm like, some things are just like gut reactions and you need to, you need to listen and fully understand your intuition. But yeah, I'm like, you don't, everybody is not worthy of it, of hearing mm-hmm. it or, or, or being <laughs> around your vulnerability or around you at all. I think it's our job to like f- do our best to really figure it out. 
like like really figure out if this is this a person that I need to be accepting and vulnerable around um because I and like with clear eyes like no rose colored glasses so you're seeing all the red flags you're seeing all the you know the ups to downs there's no pedestal you're clear eyed and their eyes are like watching like you're <laughs> at eye level with this person they're not like creating a fantasy around them and then yeah then be vulnerable but also i do think that in terms of like self improvement and vulnerability and all of that kind of stuff like women we do that Mm-hmm. between every relationship, every situationship, we're constantly cracking into our own psyche and our own. And I'm not saying that like men don't do this, like straight men don't do this, but like do do they? They're certainly not <laughs> I conditioned you, to the way that we are. <laughs> they're not condi- they're certainly not conditioned to. I, some of them do. Like I, you know, definitely, but um I, I had an instance with like somebody who like I mentioned, it ended really badly and we'd met on, we met on Tinder or something. And I, like months later, I was on Tinder and saw his profile again. Cause I had deleted and then like re-uploaded, saw his profile again. And his profile was just like, I think it was like, like date me until you hate me or something was like what was on in there ladies in the words of fiona apple ladies 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 also not just ladies whoever's listening like non-binary queer like whatever your gender is if you see a profile like that fucking run report run like you are being chased run like you about to miss the bus like fucking run run yeah. like somebody's holding open like the subway doors for you run yeah do not <laughs> that's just not uh. even just this man in particular but that sort of like that that you don't want that energy no. but anyway i saw that i saw that profile and i'm like wow and I think like his Tinder profile before when I when I swiped was like something dumb. It wasn't obviously that heavy, but like it was something dumb. And I, and I felt like, oh, this person is doing the same thing. His date me until you hate me thing. You're doing. He's doing the same thing because he would make jokes like that around me. And then months into it, I figured out. I found out that he cheated on his ex that he lived with. And then guess what happened with me, <laughs> right? When he was like, let's be committed, and he cheated. So I'm just like, like, I'm, and then I saw that profile, like that Tinder, like his Tinder profile. And I was like, I had already done all this like self-healing and the self-work. And I like, I really, I let go of him. I stopped villainizing him. You know, I realized it happened to me, but it wasn't about me. And I was like, I did all of this work on myself and you're still here you know, trapping the next unex- like suspecting like girl in- with this bullshit. To be honest, see that is and, like, a got villain. a little that is a, like yeah, yeah that's, and yeah, yeah. And I I got a little mad at it. Yeah. I got a little mad because I was like, I did all this work to be a better. Obviously, I would never go back to this person, but I was like, I did this all this work to be a better person, but like, you haven't done anything. You just distilled trash. it into a quirky catchphrase. <laughs> yeah, trash. Sorry, you that's be- off topic. <laughs> you became slogan guy. You became slogan guy, and I and I, you know, I, you know, since released it, but I'm just like, 
Oh, oh, we were talking about vulnerability. It's like, why did I bring up that very long-winded story? I brought all that (laughs) (laughs) up to say sometimes the, like, the self-improvement and the vulnerability, like, do it for you and not, like, for a prize of a relationship. Um, And the best person to be vulnerable with is yourself. Like, Mm. crack into your own, like, shadow work. Write down the stuff that you really need to improve. Like, sometimes you just need a good old self-roasting, but with love. Like, release it with love. (laughs) And just be, like, journal. Write down the stuff that you have to work with. Be vulnerable for yourself first before being vulnerable around any any person that you're in a relationship or situationship with. Boom. Love it. Um, The next three points, I think actually roll into one point so I'm going to make them one point Um, you don't talk about the future they tell you they don't want to get serious and they show you they don't want to get serious Um, I mean I've had my share of this and I have a lot of thoughts but I kind of want to hear what you think oh my god and your experience too I genuinely think that the whole like they'll show like um, like when people talk, listen, like that whole quote um, or someone shows you themselves like listen or whatever. That is really true. Yeah, (laughs) it's really true. But and I really but also like with a grain of salt and understand that people can change their minds. Mm. So one time, this is, this is uh, certainly not considered a situationship because it was like, you know, it was a course of maybe like a month or like two months. But um, we were hanging out and this guy who is just like classic guy you date in your early 20s, like classic, like I think he was like a bouncer at a club, <laughs> but he also like was a writer and like now he's doing like this whole yoga thing and he's like super hot but very embarrassing in the world (laughs) he's just a combination of just like like if i were to write a screenplay like he would have to be included because it was just like too many too many things who would play him the most that's the most god who would play him oh actually i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna keep thinking about it though yeah, I I can't I can't think of uh, anyone I, who's like bookish enough, but also has. Yeah, but he was the, like he was just like a tall, like he was he was like not like a big like strong dude, but he was like tall like he had a he had a presence, um, but he also like like liked reading and writing. So you know I love like a like big looking guy who's like kind of goofy mm, and like bookish. Like I love that yeah. kind of stuff. But he wasn't on that whole yoga thing when we were like hooking up but he is now um because he followed me on instagram weirdly and i was like what huh um anyway one time we were hanging out and he was like he went on this whole spiel about like like monogamy and it not making sense to him and just like like he said something along the lines of like oh like one of his friends is thinking about getting married soon and he like never understood like why that was and like that was so dumb that was the last night i hooked up with him i'm gonna say something that might be a little bit problematic but this uh-huh. just like sounds like the behavior of someone who would naturally turn into like yoga as a personality thank you <laughs> yes yes it's real like 
it's real like uh i am now gonna go to india and like i my white ass shouldn't be there but here i am like <laughs> trying to become a guru of yoga for some reason oh, nobody the, asked for this but here's my personality now the commitment um, phobe to eat pray love oh, timeline oh or pipeline <laughs> <laughs> i mean like sending that i mean sending him love in always like hopefully he's doing good but like yeah that was an he went on that whole spiel and that was the last night i saw him that was the last that was the last time i like hooked up with him because i was like you know what you just told me about yourself you you just told me about what you value yeah and what you don't value and i'm not like hyper monogamous but like i clearly like if you don't see any value in it at all I think that just told me everything I need to know, right? So, like, I threw up the, like, I, instead of, I think there are a lot of other um, situations where someone has said something similar or maybe not as heavy-handed, maybe a little bit more subtle in their delivery, and I picked up on it, and then I didn't go. I didn't leave when I should have. See, this is this is where my broken brain comes into play cuz I hear something like that and I think I can change him. Oh girl, you're not a mechanic. <laughs> you're not a doctor. That's like that's what I tell people. I I understand that. I see I no, I understand that because I'm similar in that way of like but I We saw don't too many think- Disney Channel movies. Oh my God, for sure. I'm like, I don't think that I can change them, but I, cause I'm, or fix them because like, girl, like I said, not a mechanic, not a doctor. I can't do any of that stuff. Not his mother. Not his mother. Certainly not his mother. God, that's such an unattractive thing. (laughs) Like men who are like, I need, I like are low key who are like, I need to be mothered. Like, oh my God, please figure it out. But I'm like, maybe magically he'll want to be better. For me. for me, yeah, I don't want to have any. I don't want to have any skin in the game in terms of helping him get to that. Yeah, <laughs> get to that level. But yeah, I mean, we all like you know. That's a very. I mean, I think. I mean, I don't want to be like all women have that. Like, no, all people have that. Yeah, like, I want you to find me special enough to like change in some way or form. I want to be your like Hillary said, Duff. Like, like i want full lizzie mcguire (laughs) fantasy i want to go to rome (laughs) please be my chad michael murray star (laughs) (laughs) well that was a different movie but yeah but still i mean the whole oh god we got we saw so many like oh you're ordinary but like i find you special so i will change everything about my life for you that's not how the world works. Oh, God, Sorry. The, the jock <laughs> who tries to like pull a cruel prank on the art girl with glasses, but then she takes off her glasses and takes down her ponytail. And he's like, wow, I'm going to wow. immediately make myself better and disavow my jock lifestyle. This whole time. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Barf. Love those movies. Though. I love a good oh, yeah. makeover movie. Oh, it's so good. So good. So fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, how about this one? You're frequently anxious. Yeah. I mean, the year is 2020. All of us are anxious. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> but I guess. All of us are just constantly anxious. Maybe a different kind of anxiety. But I also feel like if you're, I mean, obviously, if you want more of a situationship, then it 
might be more anxiety free for you but if you're in one and you don't know it it can be very anxious yeah anxiety is linked to a lot of different things um so it really depends on what you're you can i can definitely i've definitely been in some where i was anxious but i was also just like anxious about a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> there were definitely some phases that i you know was just truly in the throes of escapism and so there was stuff i was just chronically stressed and there was a lot of other stuff that i was you know going through so yeah i mean if you're if you're anxious i mean life is life can make you anxious so it may not it may not be the situationship that like that's where it's blossoming from yeah i'm just picturing like uh some woman who was a homemaker and they just asked her to write this article and she was like i don't know anxiety (laughs) <laughs> we need another point. Uh, what's what's something the kids have nowadays? <laughs> oh yeah, anxiety. <laughs> um, and then I guess this last one is, I think it's interesting that they included it. It says you're getting bored. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, but it also kind of seems like part of the situationship is that you're very obviously getting something you want out of it or else you would maybe just call it off i mean there's the there's in here it says um in a situation ship you're probably doing the same thing over and over netflix and chill yes and that can get old i can definitely see that mm. in situation ships there's less of there there are no stakes in like trying to keep the relationship like fun and interesting so you're like you're less likely to go on trips together and like um, I was going to say hang out with friends, but you know, I've, I've definitely situation shift with some sociopaths where I <laughs> knew all of their friends. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I can, I mean, it's definitely, oh God, I remember one time, um, you know, the situation shift almost turned relationship where we did something like we went somewhere different and like later in the night we were like, Oh my god, that was like so fun that we like we did something new. Yeah, <laughs> we we were like the place we went was super corny, but we were like, we were like yeah, but it was like it was kind of fun to like go out and do something new. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we do the same thing every time we see each other. Yeah. We so or we go to the same place. Just um, broke but the there's comfort in that. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I would say, I mean, in like a post-COVID world, it's kind of like I'm definitely maybe. Um, romanticizing the notion of just regular going regularly going over to someone's house to just watch Netflix um, but you know I guess you know times times have changed um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about how it could affect us um, like or how like a situation could affect anyone mentally because it, it seems like a little bit of a double-edged sword. Um, Talkspace had an article about some of the potential mental health repercussions. Um, obviously, this entire episode comes with the caveat that the only person can really judge what works best for you is you. So being 
in tune to yourself is really important. Um, but they said for some though, the uncertainty among other things could potentially harm your mental health. Someone in a situationship might also struggle with a decrease in self-esteem or a sense of loneliness from the potential lack of emotional attachment. Like I said, everyone's feelings are different, but it's important to remember that whatever you do feel is valid and how, and that no one knows how you should feel, but you. Yeah, I loneliness and like what I've seen talked about as chronic loneliness is definitely something that I've struggled with. Um, And that's something that, um, you know, comes together with a lot of other like mental health things um, that I'm like always constantly working through. Um, And to be honest, for women like i almost feel like we there's this like underlying subconscious fear that we have of being lonely or not being lonely but rather like being alone and then thus being lonely um maybe even not being known not being known exactly um all of those things like we see that as I don't know it's something like in our subconscious with like being seen as like hags or witches or like you know like there's something about or like you know spinsters with cats so we can (laughs) we like like being that like lady in a cottage in the woods by herself like you know eating kids when they come and like ruin your house I don't know whatever like all of that (laughs) stuff like we have this like fear of like a man who is alone is a bachelor right a woman who's alone is a spinster so there is a bit of a fear of that and so we get ourselves in into terrible situations based on um this fear of loneliness and loneliness affects every gender like do not get me wrong but in Mm -hmm. terms of like romantic loneliness it really eats us up because we are taught that it's a reflection of ourselves and and our worth and our value um so yeah self-esteem um can de- like you can be in a situation because you don't believe that you deserve more mm-hmm. and like back to saying shadow work a million times like you have to you gotta you gotta dig deep on that like i don't believe that i need more or i haven't been shown i it, it hasn't been shown to me that i deserve more mm. like if you if you deal with abandonment issues or your feelings have never been validated or you you know you grew up in a household where they told you not to cry or they didn't validate emotions or they told you to suppress emotions like very similar to like how I like was brought up it you know you you are more attracted to situationships because like you know there is there are no stakes in terms of like your emotions being validated mm. or not so like that's something that has to, so you have to think about that kind of stuff so some of this definitely what do whatever serves you but understand what serves you and like understand what doesn't mm. <laughs> like understand what doesn't and uh like if you, we were talking about anxiety in the last article like yeah or are you attracted to are you attracted to dramatic scenarios where you're just getting like this peptide fix of like constantly being stressed in a relationship because that's what you're used to seeing like that's what you're used to being around so yeah there's all i mean 
there's all sorts of ways that, but maybe you do, you do all that work. You do, you do that journaling, you're in therapy, you're drinking water, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're doing yoga in a way that's not like fully appropriating another culture. You are, <laughs> you know, you have candles, like you, you're, you're, you're killing it. Like you're just like, you're living your life. And you get on the other side of all of that, not on the other side, because it's work that you constantly have to do. But so you've adopt that into your, into your life. And maybe you decide that you still like situationships. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe you decide that. And that's totally like, maybe you like the freedom. And maybe you like being like, maybe you still want to prioritize yourself. And you know that you can't do so in a relationship. Mm. Um, but just like be honest. That's the biggest thing. Be honest with yourself as to what you, what your wants and needs are, what like nurtures you, what depletes you, like be honest. Yeah. I mean, earlier you were talking about how a situationship could be a placeholder. Um, yeah. And I feel like in that context, or even if it's a mutual situationship, like before you went on your trip, it kind of seems like it's, the best case scenario yeah, oh my god for sure I definitely d- definitely I mean I know that I am I am not one like my energy is one of like constant movement and just like we gotta go we gotta go we gotta keep moving <laughs> so like I like sometimes situationships are like not good for me because I'm like what this is just gonna be like a, a, a like a plateaued thing forever which I guess relationships could be too but mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean, it is mutual situationships are definitely I mean, I, I in a way, I guess they should always be mutual, but yeah. <laughs> they should always be mutual, but it's definitely like if there's an agreed upon thing, yeah, like I think that's good. I really think that the issue with it is not like I said before, honesty. It's honesty. Yeah. And open. It's being honest being to yourself open, first yeah. before being honest to the person that you're next to. Mm. Because if you're just like, oh, what do I think this should be? But without like checking in with yourself, then it's just, you're not, it's a, it's a road to nowhere. Yeah. Um. So for someone who maybe doesn't want to be in one (laughs) or they're in one and we unfortunately red pilled them with this episode um (laughs) um how how do you get out of it I mean I think it's really difficult because sometimes it's not clear especially when relationships start it's not like in the 50s we're like all right we're going steady yeah Um, give me your give me your class (laughs) ring and your varsity jacket (laughs) Yeah, so everyone That's knows. it, lady. That's it, y'all. Whoever's listening, if whoever you're dating is not giving you a class ring or a varsity <laughs> jacket, they are wasting your time, sis. I'm kidding. Like <laughs> But yeah, it's like not so cut and dried and like if you're not one to be over the top with communication, which I will always be an advocate for, um, to a fault, sometimes for worse. Um <laughs> It's really tough, especially um, in the last episode, we discussed attachment styles and uh, some people who are maybe um, 
shit, I forget what the attachment style is. But if they're not anxious, um, avoidant, if they're an avoidant attachment style, they might be comfortable or thrive in like a nebulous, somewhat disconnected kind of non relationship. But for people like myself, (laughs) um, that is like the worst. Like I could not imagine anything worse. Um, especially if you're prone to falling hard. I mean, I would say my oversimplified version is just set clear boundaries in the beginning, but of course things can change. And I feel like it's easier to fall into a situationship now where it's kind of like, okay, we're just talking. And then, and then it's like, then what? Cause like I said earlier, my, my rallying cry is I can change him. And I'm what, like Oh, for six <laughs> at this point. So <laughs> I definitely, first of all, if you're like not 15 years old, please stop referring to like the whole dating thing as talking like a talking stage. <laughs> please stop. It's ridiculous. What are you talking? What are you talking about then? What are you talking about then? <laughs> you know how much time and energy you're wasting just talking are you going somewhere to talk okay then it's called dating like i don't understand you're going out on dates don't for, do not get trapped in the talking stage that's so ridiculous yeah so i am i haven't taken the attachment style um thing like i guess it's like it's like a test right or like a something that you just like relate to i haven't really done that before mm-hmm. um because i think to be honest i was scared of the results <laughs> <laughs> i was scared of the results um but i'm definitely more so the avoiding um side of things uh and yeah i definitely think in boundary setting is truly like i'm currently in the process of like creating content around like boundary setting specifically and like what you need to know about boundary setting and just so that it can have like a worksheet so that you can have it and see it and understand sort of how you're feeling and how to navigate certain situations. But in terms of relationships, I think there are boundaries. People always think about boundaries as demand on other people, but there are also boundaries that you need to make within yourself. Mm. And so if you the same way that someone needs to earn your trust, you need to earn your own trust. And so that means not breaking boundaries that you've set for yourself. For someone who's maybe a a boundary novice, and I'll say Mm -hmm. I think that self-esteem is definitely an issue here because if you're not feeling that great about yourself, you're not going to want to set a boundary for yourself. But maybe for someone who's never set a boundary before what would you say is step one step one well we you know you you just said self-esteem self one is telling yourself that you're you're deserved of this boundary mm-hmm. um and oh boy actually step one might you know what scrap that that's step two <laughs> <laughs> step one is forgiving yourself for the boundaries that you haven't set yet mm. Okay. That is the biggest letting go of like, God, I can't believe I let this person 
do this or I let myself do this or I'm in this situation. I like I can't and you just beat yourself up in this it's this circular like like punching fest that you're just like punching yourself <laughs> over and over again. I can't believe I'm in this situation. I can't believe it like I let this happen. I so like let let go of that. Forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Forgive yourself for the boundaries you have not yet set. Right? Then step then after you do that, like the path is clear for you to do some good work there. So forgive yourself, step one. Step two, set a boundary for yourself that you can, oh, no, tell yourself that you were worthy of the boundary. That's step two. Mm. Forgive and then realize that you're worthy of the whatever boundary it is that you have to set. That's a really big one. Because if you if you don't believe that you're worthy of whatever your or your demand is for the boundary, you will continue to move the goalposts so that you don't have to really set a real boundary. Yeah. So tell yourself like, Okay, I need to I know I need to set a boundary in this situation because I deserve peace of mind. I deserve not to be anxious. I deserve to be loved. I deserve a a, a whatever that makes me feel like harmonious and nurtured and loved and balanced and powerful and all those other things. Um so I think those steps are the most important and mm-hmm. then you can start to set a boundary within yourself. A boundary within myself that I have that I have set but like haven't you know due to COVID hadn't haven't really been able to like explore very deeply is that I am not gonna hit like a two-month mark dating somebody without talking about where it's going Mm, okay because I realize that I'm wasting my own time and there's a there's this whole thing about like the more time you spend with a person the more they like integrate into your memories and the more you have an opportunity to like set a narrative about them and like really get your wheel spinning and and it makes certain things seem more grand than they are just due to the time spent so like that's a boundary i have to set for myself it's almost like the sunk cost fallacy yeah (laughs) like (laughs) like even if i have like i need to give myself a deadline and i need to stick the deadline i need to stick it like I need to stick the landing on the deadline. And that's like, that's a boundary. That's the, and before any other demands are like made or, or asked for, that's what has to, that's the boundary I have to set within myself. I love that. I think that that's a really good boundary to have. And I'm going to affirm it with something that my therapist told me when she was kind of teaching me how to set boundaries. Cause I am definitely a bit of a people pleaser and she was just like you need to stop like you can't see it as you're saying no to someone else you have to see it as you're saying yes to yourself oh love that yeah I love that yeah it's it helped me so much because you can really only give of yourself what your bandwidth will sort of allow and if you don't say no every once in a while you're not going to have anything to give absolutely I mean I always think of it as like you know, they say like an empty pitcher can't fill, fill a glass. Mm, yeah. Right? Not only should the pitcher be full, it should be like you, The what other people get is the overflow. Mm. So like you're like that, like, like over and oh my God, as especially as a black woman, like that is something that like that is the... That is like probably this life's karmic lesson for me. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to like 
stop overextending and I need to rest and I need to take time and I need to choose myself and I need to save myself first and I need to set boundaries that allow me to nurture and grow and like shine brighter in this world as opposed to just like stretching myself thin across like all of the lands <laughs> with with and there's no if you are and there's no way people are like oh well I don't mind overextending myself if I'm getting reciprocation that doesn't exist there's no if you're if you're spreading yourself so thin in anything and if you're overgiving and if you're making silent sacrifices that nobody knows about there's no way it can be reciprocated mm. there's no way somebody can give you that energy back that energy doesn't exist because you're you're just forfeiting your own energy so like yeah that's something that like i am like always working on boundary setting oh my god it makes me so nervous but like start small like i had i had this one instance at work where somebody i worked with i don't like i i don't work with all them all the time but they called me sweetheart Mm, yeah no and i was like gross and usually like i like just say something like sarcastic and snappy back but that's not a boundary Mm. saying something sarcastic and snappy back is not a boundary so i was like you know what person i was like hey um my name is shola i don't really this is a work environment i really don't take well to be calling sweetheart and i was like really nervous to do it but what people don't fully understand is that you don't get confident you get confidence from doing something scary after you do it yeah you don't need it before you do it i love that yeah you don't need it before like you it's not always going to be there before you do it you get it after because now I'm like, anybody who calls me sweetheart at work, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I have the confidence to like continually set boundaries. Bitch, I'll do it again. Yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> Just like Ted Cruz. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was that was a free, free recorded conversation. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that's the, so if you're not used to doing that in like a relationship context, like start with something small and gain confidence if that's something small is um me i hate when people don't show up on time like if you're going to tell me you're going to be someplace on like try to be there within like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. like i it's like a seven seven to ten minutes if you're 45 minutes late that drives me crazy and i there's one time and i know that drives me crazy Mm -hmm. and i know that that triggers something in me that just like makes me feel like I'm not being prioritized or that I'm not valuable. Um, and there's a few times where I've let men get away with that. But now the boundary that I would have to set is, hey, are you still around? Like you still wanna hang out? The answer should be no. The answer is no now based on my boundary. So if mm-hmm. you set that boundary, you get a little confidence going because you were like, nope, sorry, not gonna hang out. By the way, I don't like when people are late. If you want to go into detail of why you don't like people that are late, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like this person is worthy of your vulnerability. And then the next time when it's time to bring up things like let's be in a relationship, like you have that confidence because you've done that. You've set that boundary and you stuck to that. Just if you set a boundary, stick to it. Do not go back. Mm, I love <laughs> Do that. Do not go back. Set it and then you have to stick to that boundary no matter what hell, high water, firing, like like stick to it don't go back <laughs> it's incredible advice i mean it's advice that i'm still like applying it's not it's 
it's not going to happen in a day. And there's no magical moment where you're just like suddenly healed and people will immediately know to treat you well. Like advocating for yourself is something that can be exhausting if you're not used to it, uh, but that you just have to continually do. And it's definitely a journey, not a destination. For sure. For sure. That, that quote we put in everybody's yearbooks, <laughs> that shit was true. Uh, that shit was real true we didn't even know it back then but it is the journey (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like there's it's because you get to a point where you're like wow I would not have been able to do this six months ago and then you realize that there's more growth and you never stop growing oh my god actually this is a perfect story I probably I've probably told you this already but um like months ago I re-downloaded the apps because I was like, oh, God, I guess this whole thing <laughs> is going to be good. I love it's apps. Whole... The apps. <laughs> the apps. You know, the apps. The, the, the apps. You the, went you know, to Applebee's and you got yes. appetizers. <laughs> I got endless appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> Jalapeno poppers for days. Um, but I, um, I went, I downloaded the apps again. Uh, I matched with somebody and they seemed like really cool and i was like great like really cool in like a grown-up way not in the like <laughs> not in the you know previous musician dj he has a skateboard <laughs> but yeah, yeah he's not like kick flipping like <laughs> you know into the club or whatever oh, um, kick flipping into tiger beats <laughs> yes <laughs> truly we're now talking about my true antagonist thing but um uh, so we were talking and then he asked hey like what are you looking for and i was like oh wow, what a beautiful moment. No one ever asked this question. And I'm like, hey, like I'm looking for something a little bit more serious. Um, I probably didn't say a little bit because I'm trying to not edit myself that mm. way. But I was like, yeah, I'm looking for something serious. And he was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm looking like, you know, due to pandemic, like I'm looking for someone to like, you know, get like to hang out with and like watch movies and like, uh, like eat food and, you know, like, you know, bedroom stuff, LOL. And I'm like, haha, yeah. And my response is like, yeah, uh, you know, I love getting to know people. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm looking for friends with benefits. Bedroom stuff, LOL, would just dry me up entirely. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, essentially. And so I was like, first of all, what you described was a girlfriend. It really was, though. Yeah. What you described was a girlfriend. But what you described is also that like sweet spot of situationships Mm. where you have another house to hang out with. You know, you have the mug that he always grabs you. He has the sweater you always wear at his place. You, 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 he was describing playing house. Mm -hmm. And that's like the element that I really, but with no emotional, there there will always be emotional strings, but like with no stakes, no emotional stakes. And that's like the, that used to be my sweet spot. I used to really like, you know, that used to be the bread and butter. But obviously, not obviously, I'm not going to say obviously like, but I was like, no, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, good luck in, you know, in your your future pursuits, you know, (laughs) but like a year and a half ago, me would have probably, you know, went on a date with this guy and like explored it. And like ultimately have been stuck in this like hellish mm-hmm. situationship, not hellish, but like 
Um, but the situation shift that just, you know, I think there's a degree of like girlfriend tryouts that situation shifts mm-hmm. can like lead themselves into. Um, but that was the growth. The growth that I made was just like, not like, let me explore it and, and go on this girlfriend tryout. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just a dead it there and then before I got myself into any trouble. It's so smart because I was talking, um, I don't, I don't believe we discussed this in the last episode, but I was discussing this with Dr. Anna, my previous guest, um, that even if your intention is not any sort of emotional entanglement, if it's like purely carnal, um, you still form a bond with someone. And it's really tough that if you want that bond and you want to see it grow and the other person may not, does not, um, they want to do just bedroom stuff, LOL. Um, Bedroom stuff, LOL. Yeah, it's almost (laughs) uh, disgusting. uh, (laughs) It's almost like, like only a glutton for punishment would do that. Yeah. And, and I have, I would definitely describe myself that way. Unknowingly, I was, that was a, unknowingly, that's what I was doing. Unknowingly, that is what you do when you, when you head into this like nebulous field without any sort of intention, Mm -hmm. without knowing what you want. Yeah. And I would do that and be like well how can I make any demands of them when I don't even really know what I want mm. but like I did that wasn't honest I wasn't okay. being honest with myself like I don't even know what I want I know I well you know what I do know that I want I know that I want to be treated with respect mm-hmm. I do know that I um, get tired of the you up texts I know that I don't want drama in my life I know that I don't want somebody to waste my freaking time. You know, I, those are the things that I, so maybe like you're like, well, I don't even know if I want a relationship with that person. That's fine. That's what dating is. Dating is getting to know somebody so you can know if you want a relationship with them. But the boundaries that you have to set before, you know, getting that bond in too deep is like the minimum of like respect and safety and and feeling valued and you know all of that kind of stuff that is like and that's truly what we ignore sometimes to just be like i'm fun hip and cool and yeah like you know i'm a woman of 2020 like (laughs) i can i can just do whatever you know but like okay yeah but like you might still catch feelings that's that's tough Mm -hmm. yeah that's dodging those feelings dodging those bonds like that's tough it can't be done forever. Yeah. It's almost not to oversimplify again, but it comes down to knowing your worth and finding someone who, regardless of the situation, um, will respect that. Yeah. And where are making... they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, girl, what a, what a fantastic question. Let me know if you find out. Um, <laughs> but it's knowing when you know your worth like uh, it's so hard to describe but like 
I not not in like a pick me way, but like you need to you don't need to like scream I'm I'm worthy like from the mountaintops, but you need to like move in a way that's displays that kind of worth. Poise. If that makes sense. <laughs> it's not not only necessarily like poise and like so people are people are like, "Oh, like I know my worth. This is why I'm worthy." And then it's like real real pick me based that's like you know like i know how to cook and clean and like blah blah you know i'm not like those other girls i'm not like those other girls i have a good job i have these degrees i'm well read i'm well traveled cool 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 (laughs) like like that's really fantastic if you have all of those things and that makes you worthy but this dude, you're on month seven of talking, of the talking phase. And you and you are the kind of person who wants to get married and stuff. Are you, are you like really show, are you like, are you advocating for your worth? Are you like, <laughs> you know? And that's what I think that's what I did. I thought it was so crazy to learn in this year of 2020 that I didn't really have the confidence and the self-esteem that I thought I did. I was like, I, I really was like, I really thought I was that bitch. Like, <laughs> I really did. I really thought that I was that bitch for the longest time through most of these relationships. And it wasn't until like the last few of like getting um, struggling with feeling like I was in the same cycle that I was like, am I not that bitch? (laughs) You're that bitch on paper. Yeah. And that's my resume was like, you're that bitch. And I'm like, okay, my friends were like, you're that bitch. And I was like, okay, like my family was like, you're that bitch. And I'm like, cool. Like I am right. I I am. Am I, am I not? I, I'm not, I, maybe I'm not. And then I like (laughs) did the work and I was like, no, 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 I still am. But like, I wasn't moving that way. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, a, I wasn't demanding people treat me that way. Sometimes I wasn't I, demanding. Yeah. The, I, I think that but, our friends can be the worst feedback there. <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, but they were right. I mean, the, I mean, truly, truly. Because <laughs> if you come to me and you're like, man, I'm not feeling like, like I'm that girl today. I'm going to be like, no, honey, you're that girl. Like, I will say that because I am a friend. And, and also I see that in you. Mm. Like my friends see that in me. They see that I'm confident. They see that I'm reliable. They see that I'm loving and caring. Um, and like, that's the kind of stuff that really makes you worthy to be honest, or like, like, you know, not the, like, I mean, I have the degrees. I'm well-traveled. I'm well-read, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's not what, that's not what I'm, that side of me is obviously very present, but that's not what I'm advocating mm-hmm. for. Like I'm at in like in the real, in the realm of like relationship, situationship turn relationship, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I'm advocating for like the part of me that's like, Hey, I'm like cool to be around and I'm fun. And like, I, and I'm reliable and I care about you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so you should treat me like I have all of those qualities cause I have them. And that's like how, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's also a stigma of like, we're not supposed to say what we want. Cause that's like, uh, that, I don't know. That could be the Catholic school talking though. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to say the opposite. It's sort of like we talked about that bad self-fulfilling prophecy earlier, but that's almost like a good self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's all about honesty. It's all about honesty and like not to be, not to like really, really sound like a boomer or like whatever 
But like millennials, we gotta like, we gotta step back from our bullshit sometimes. And that was that whole, that whole aside of me asking myself if I'm that bitch. Like I, I had it in my brain as such as that. And like, oh, and I had all these things, all these trappings and all the, all the stuff. And it's like, okay, but like, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) what do I really want? Like, and like, be honest with that. God, be honest with that. Like, please be honest. Like you will. If you are pro, if you are anti-situationship, no matter what you're doing, be honest with your actual wants and needs. Be honest. Like, if you don't, stop going on dates with polyamorous dudes if you are not interested in polyamory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop doing it. I know it seems like our options are dwindling and everybody seems to be in open relationships. But, like, I'm telling you there are people who are not go find them go date them be honest it sounds like you just need to get out of philadelphia oh my god desperately (laughs) (laughs) desperately i'm like oh my god i'm uh, i can't do it anymore but but happily like this is i mean obviously winter time is like really tough um like like mental health wise but i have hit such a groove where like loneliness is not an issue anymore Mm. and if you hit that groove you are less likely to be tangled up in some situationship with some polyamorous dude who lives with five other people in west philly who none of them have jobs like like and you know well they volunteer at the co-op they volunteer at the co-op and they fix bikes you know and i get that but like you you were less i'm so less i'm at such a state of like it's not rainbows and butterflies and, and <clears throat> cotton candy all the time. But like, I am in a, such a state of just like being in a good place and knowing, even if I'm not in a good place, knowing what work I need to do. That like, I am not going to leave my peaceful mindset to deal with some garbage from some guy that has never missed a tiger beats. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> no matter how cute the house that. cat is. No matter how cute the house cat is, no matter how comfortable the sweater he gave you is, no matter how much you like how his beanie has never even touched his ears in his entire life, <laughs> in his entire life, no matter how shiny those Doc Martens are, you're not going to leave your peace. And that is like true like self-acceptance. That is true like self like obviously I don't feel amazing all the time but like that is this confidence and self-esteem you need to like even if you're thinking about doing the whole situation ship route you got to know when to cut it you need to know when to, when to get gone when to cut the cord to, to prioritize <laughs> to cut the cord and when to prioritize yourself yeah and like not wait or run that's <laughs> that's a sermon from on high today <laughs> thank you for blessing us so um where can people find you um, you know, on the internet, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I am on Instagram at now let's get going all, you know, one word cause Instagram, <laughs> no spaces or dashes. So at now let's get going. And then now let's get going.com. Um, we're going to be, and we, I mean like my friends who I, you know, always harass to do essays and stuff for me. Um, 
we're going to be doing a little bit more content on there. So if you like food and cocktails and like deep conversations like this, but like deep conversations, but mostly just like laughing and not taking things too seriously, um, definitely um, come and check me out. I, you know, love to eat food and have like deep conversations. And so that's sort of, that's the vibe. <laughs> that's the vibe. And I want to, I definitely want to, do more of the deep conversation um, um, side of things because I think that's what I started my brand with in the first place. It wasn't just like, here are, God, remember those like the listicles that were just like, here's what your Frappuccino says about you, like <laughs> like back in the BuzzFeed days. Yeah. So I started my site to sort of like combat some of the really like baseless like vapid stuff that we're like this is what millennials like avocado toast it's like which yeah, twilight like... Harry character are you based <laughs> on your harry potter preferences and i always say like yeah we like avocado toast but we're also talking about our crippling student debt while we eat it so mm -hmm. i think both sides are important yeah of course yeah awesome well thank you so much for uh being here today this was a great episode is there anything else you want to say before we end it um i don't think so i feel like i've been very preachy and like spiritual this whole episode <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of the wave that's sort of the vibe um i i would say like this is like a very like people when they hear me say this sometimes they're like oh, my gosh you know but save yourself mm. like save yourself however that resonates with you i'm not gonna like deep dive into it um because this conversation was an exam like was a you know but save yourself i i know a lot we're told to like you know turn back and carry everybody on our back but um save yourself first and then you know deal with the rest so yeah amazing That's it. <laughs> well thank you so much oh my god thank you for uh, i like i this is the second podcast episode i've ever done in my life so this has just been such a fun time i definitely want to have you on again we'll 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 talk about what topics are coming up <laughs> okay good all right thanks